Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. Kiss and Tell Networks has collaborated with our new co-producers, Reverie, and we have a special gift for you guys. When you download the Reverie app on iTunes, Android, or whatever media stream you use, use the code KAT2017 to get 10% off your first three months. That is 10% off. So grab your favorite streaming device and make sure that you turn in every Friday for Kiss and Tell Radio. Now let's get the show started. Hey friends, and welcome to another episode of Kiss and Tell Radio. How's everybody doing? I'm good. I'm great. That's great. How are you? I'm great. But before we get into weekend talk, I wanted to acknowledge that today is National Coming Out Day. National Coming Out Day, I don't know if it's antiquated, but it used to be really, really big. Like Oprah used to frame shows around this. Like people Mm -hmm. would go to the Oprah Winfrey show and come out on national television. So my question to you, we all have our own coming out stories, but this is not what this is about. I wanted to ask you all. Do you all still subscribe to the concept of quote unquote coming out? And how old were you when you came to the realization of the how you doing this of it all? I'll go first. Um, so coming out to me, I do think that I'm not gonna say it's dated, but I think the younger generation they're a lot more in tune because they have a lot more freedom to do or express themselves the way they want to express themselves. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know what gay or all that stuff was at a younger age so i've been exposed to it um as far as me coming out uh i told my parents it was kind of like oh this is my girlfriend one day then the next day it's like this is my boyfriend and i actually told my parents and some of my best friends when i was 24 i believe okay and that was when i brought my first boyfriend home but part of that i don't 24 is when I decided, look, Char, we're about to start popping these moans. Mm-hmm. But it started at 25. The we're transformative the Speaking of 25, today's Cardi B's birthday, and she just turned 20. Kendall, you're older than Cardi B. Oh, I know. We're failing. That is shocking to me. I thought she was at least 27. She looks a little hard. <sighs> I mean, she's from Washington Heights. Anywho, I do want to emphasize to the listeners out there that coming out is for you. A lot of the public and society... Uh, makes it seem like it's for everybody else, but it's for you. Are you comfortable when you look in the mirror and voice out loud, I'm gay or I'm bi or I'm trans or I'm what have Fluid. you? There's so many damn different categories. Kendall, do you subscribe to the idea of coming out in 2017? Do you think it's antiquated or? I don't think it's for, any, as you said, I don't think it's for anybody else. Um, you know, straight people don't wake up and have to announce that they are straight. They don't mm-hmm. have to announce that they have a girlfriend or a boyfriend um, Even though so many do, oh my God, have you seen Facebook lately? <laughs> um, you know, but their attraction to that person isn't isn't what's announced. It's it's just it's the relationship yeah, that's yeah, announced. Yeah, we get inundated I think it's with more yeah. of like just living in your truth and like having the courage to step out and be like, this is who I am as a person. I think that's more of it versus like the actual sexuality part of it or who I'm fucking. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah. Um, How old were you? Um. <clears throat> When I came out to friends, um, or when I when I explored the idea and when, like my I, when I was grappling with it, um, I was seventeen. It was before I graduated high school, so Good I graduated at seventeen. Um, so I talked to friends about it at seventeen. Okay, 
and then gradually throughout life it, it yeah it's it's a bit of an evolution for myself and we've talked about this i came out because i thought that i was gay because that's what everyone around me told me that i was um at 14 going right into freshman year of high school mm-hmm. and then um trans at 24 so uh, i was a fresh college grad and i was ironing some things out so yeah, that's that's just my little story, and it was to everyone. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you know what? Now that I think about it, I never formally quote unquote came out as trans on social media. And there are some people. Shout out to the people who have been there. You know, like on Twitter in particular, Facebook, eh. Twitter in particular, who because I used to post statuses. I'm so extra. We all know this. I used to post <laughs> tweets yes. in French discussing my transition. What? In Isn't French, <laughs> in total French. So people yeah, who no knew or the Google Translate was it was translate. It was like a little bit of both. Okay. But uh, <laughs> the people who either <laughs> like took the time the to New translate, roots. the people who either took the time to translate it or uh, or knew French would know. Um, there's one woman in particular, and shout, matter, matter of fact, I'm just going to shout her out. Shout out to Nona. She just had a birthday on Sunday, I want to say. She goes by Hey Miss Nona now. Hey, but Ms. if you've Nona. been on Twitter, then you know she's so sedity. Those were the days. So uh, she's one of, of one of them who I often discuss this with. So, yeah, for me, I never formally, like when I came out at 14, it was this big dramatic thing for me oh my god y'all think i'm dramatic now oh 14 year old char was a hot mess but (laughs) when i came out as trans i I promise i didn't make any formal announcements aside from family and friends so it was like oh i had one profile picture one day and then the next oh there's a sewing oh a sewing in a bra i've never made a formal and a cup size yeah i think it was just my parents i want to let them know that i was bringing a man home versus a woman i wrote an essay Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talked about this at Malta yeah. Pride two I wrote, years ago. I, I wrote an essay, and I let my sisters proofread it, and then I sent it to my parents. But I don't want to dwell on that. How was you all's weekend? I had a great weekend. What Happy did you birthday, do? Happy birthday, Darjar. Um, my friend. Darjar? His name is Darren Jarrett. <laughs> I <laughs> thought somebody's name would. Shout out to all the Darjars, <laughs> but that's a unique name. No, his name is Darren Jarrett. Um, but he was actually in town. Uh, first of all, well, I'll say that for later. Um, but my friend was in town. We used to hang out in New York, and he was here for his 31st birthday. Mm. Um, we had it at the Dream Hotel in Hollywood, uh, which I haven't been to that one. There was a few in New York. This is the first time I've been to one in L.A., and it was really, it was really pretty. Rooftop, very it L.A. Nice. Yeah, it was, it was cool. And I, I haven't seen him or hung out with him in such a long time. He had me out till 7 o'clock in the morning. Um, so I literally went to bed at like seven something. I don't know what you're doing in there until seven o'clock in the morning. Me either. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> on Friday, Kendall and I went to, yeah, my hair and my ass fake. But so, so what? So what? I get my rent paid with it and my tits give me trips to places I can't pronounce right. Kendall, where are you going on trips? coming if I keep my body right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tight. <laughs> I said, right. Anyway, we went to, it was a, both of our first time at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes. We went to go see Jasmine, Sullivan, Maxwell, and Raphael Sadiq. Yes. They all did great, even though Maxwell. Char, sleepy. Well, Char was a little intoxicated. I was inebriated. I had four of those mini bottles of whiskey, <laughs> 100 proof. 
mm. on my way to the venue, and then I had a glass of wine. Mm. <laughs> I think I was the most inebriated for Jasmine. That was when we first got really? there. Oh, you were yelling. Oh, my gosh. You were, you were feeling I all the snacks. I couldn't you even were, sit in my seat. You were, you were feeling something. I couldn't even. <laughs> you had your tits out. It was a. Uh, she looks good. Religious mm-hmm. experience. It, it I was. love Jasmine. It was. I'm still hurt. You're hurt. Because okay, so the story goes: the concert was billed to begin at 7 p.m. And I've never known anything in Los Angeles I, to start on I time. I have never been to a concert, especially a concert. I have never been to a concert that so, started on time. So my she was Uber, up like 6:55, huh? Basically, my, basically, my Uber got there at 7:06. It didn't take me any time. I think I met up with Kendall and um, Carol and uh, at the latest. At the latest. Carol and Kaylin. At it, it didn't take us anything to meet up. We were in the security line together. Breezed through that. We thought that Nina. Shout out to Nina. She was tweeting. I mean, texting Kaylin like Jasmine's on, and I thought we she thought was bullshitting. I was we like, she sure. Was lying, like She's trying to get she get me there. to panic. Mm. Nope. We caught three songs of Jasmine by seven forty. She was Done. off the stage. Done. No but encore. It, I got to hear mascara, insecure, and what was the other one? Oh, we walked in on your song. Need you bad. Yeah, need you bad was the mm-hmm. finale. But we walked in on the song that you like so much from the reality show album. I had high hopes oh, for us, up, baby. Of, um, like I was Tyler on dope for us, Hallelujah. baby. Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah, I was. It was a lot of hallelujahs. Lance Gross set behind us. He did with his wife. He's fine. Um, He's a good look. And so, mm-hmm. yeah. Then Saturday, you know what? Saturday, as I was watching the Marsha P. Johnson documentary, it broke. Yeah. That it was stolen. You know, know, same. Literally same. Literally, as I was watching. You you prompted me to watch the 25th anniversary (laughs) of Deaf Deaf, no, oh, no, no, of no. the Deaf Comedy of Jam. Deaf Comedy oh. Jam. It's on Netflix. If you all have and not it checked great. it out, it was good. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Um, and then I was just I was By on the way, Netflix. Side note: I was wondering how Andell Givens and Cheryl Underwood were going to get along because if you remember, Adele. yeah, Adele. <laughs> I was thinking Andell because yes. Yvette Wilson. Yes, yes, yes. She was acknowledged yes. in the memoriam segment. Yes. Adele Givens, shout out to Chicago, and, and Cheryl Underwood from The Talk. Remember, Cheryl got on The Talk and called them out about the uh, yes, Queens yes, of Comedy yes, tour. I didn't remember Adele was a part of that. Oh, yes, her, Miss Laura, because Samore, I, it was, it was, Monique. It was noticeable that Samore and Monique were not there. Yes, but there was a segment where Adele they and... They were featured. They, were, they looked the same. They had the same curly hair and black jumpsuit, and they were t- standing next to each other. So I'm guessing that a conversation was had, because those women are funny. Yeah. Both of them are so funny. Yeah. Um, but no, I and so I ended up watching that. And then while I was at Net, on Netflix, I was just like, why not watch the Marsha P. Johnson story? And then same thing. As I'm there, I'm seeing tweets. And it was firing a, off. It was a long message. It was a long caption. So I was like, I, I don't know what this is. But then I saw Janet Mock um, tweet about it. And yeah. But I ended so up the finishing story the documentary. Is, the story is that David France, who right. is a white, cis, gay man... Um, stole West Hollywood. Stole Raina Gossett, who's a trans woman. See, the the whole thing is that trans people should tell trans people stories. So Raina Gossett is a trans woman who basically did all of the legwork. She found, she archived all of these clips of Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera, like hard things to find. She digitized them, everything, like reformatted, because she was working on a documentary named right. Happy Birthday, Marsha. Yeah, HBD Marsha. Yes. And basically, David France came in and hijacked it and used his privilege, and he acknowledged yeah. That he used yeah. his privilege to get the financial ba- backing from Netflix in order to do this, and so no, he said he didn't get it because he was privileged. 
No, he did. He he acknowledged that he got it. He this is a multi well not a multi million what that he didn't get financed for it. He's like I'm not gonna make any money off of it. He wrote no a, finance he wrote, to make it. I'm not right. saying profit. Like he's getting paid for it. Mm, he got money to. Again, he got money to make Jonathan the documentary, Mark, uh, and Mark. so the big conundrum is he was financed to make this movie and getting all this praise. Meanwhile, Raina is sitting up here borrowing money to pay her rent. Yeah, right. and she did all the legwork, and so it was. It was a big hubbub. It was. It, it put. It lit. I saw the tweets as I finished the documentary, so it put a bad taste in my mouth because we've been talking about this for months. Yes, I've been plugging. And literally. So first of all, the doc, We need. We need to move on. But the documentary um, was hard for me to get through. Why was that? Personally, it just it from I'm because now that I know how hard it was to to recover some of this footage, mm-hmm. it makes sense as to because just just the way that I prefer visuals. It the making a, the documentary was the documentary, but it was a very <laughs> difficult watch in terms of the graininess of the, of the yes, it was like very grainy. Like a OJ yes, oh, that it was emotionally difficult. No, 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 no. Um, but interesting and and very um informative nonetheless oh yes i that's my bitch yes sylvia made me cry when she yes when she took the stage when when the white gays hijacked the movement and pushed trans women and because she wasn't a respectable trans woman she was this you know sex worker um when she bum rushed that stage and said listen motherfuckers like this is what it is my life on the line yes i'm doing the work and so uh what i thought was interesting about it is in hindsight even though david france later came out and said that he and marcia were friends i felt that that nuance was missing i didn't feel like it was a friend tell uh doing a documentary about a friend it felt like homework like a research project i did think that it was done in 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 good taste we cannot hold i saw a lot of criticism about marcia's family misgendering her that's something that you really can't police you can't sit but up yeah, there and say. be like it's a documentary right and i mean if that's their truth and we don't you, know what with the family you cannot have. police and, that. and it's from a different time. exactly it's a different era where we really don't know marcia the, the initial clip with that man that came and approached her on the street yes yeah. he was he was he using both pronouns because well, she didn't well, seem to mind because it, because it was a different the time. languaging and janet like, mock spoke about this right. so eloquently where the language comes from academia so until academia got yes. to that place to give trans people and others access to that language there was none yes <laughs> so so it was interesting i'm not going to encourage you all to check it out but it's there <laughs> if you want to check it out <laughs> Um, and then last but not least for me, I ended my Sunday night with watching. Oh, yes. I tuned into the TV one. I was I there. I saw that and I was very disappointed in you. For the Bobby Chris uh, biopic. Pa- Portia, you are a bat friend. And um, well, you can say biopic or biopic. <laughs> I say biopic to be difficult and to disrupt the, the, the system. Fuck okay, Sean. <laughs> So I was there for the Bobby Christina biopic, and I felt that Demetria McKinney... Sure, that's how Dion says it. <laughs> I felt that Demetria McKinney was a fantastic Whitney It makes so Whitney much sense. Houston. I refuse to watch it, but that makes the sense. The nuance, the my lord. Like, everything was so good. I mean, the vocal didn't match. She's no Deborah Cox. But... Uh, her, I mean, she. You, we all know Demetria can, can blow. It just was she don't sound like Whitney yeah, or nothing yeah. like Whitney. Yeah. But the mannerisms, everything was down to a T. Vivica A. Fox was a great Pat Houston, the girl from New Orleans. Was who, she hateable? 
Yes. Okay. The girl from New Orleans <laughs> who uh, played Bobby Christina, I felt that she did a good job. I thought it was interesting I thought it was that, a good casting. that Bobby Brown was trying to yank this movie over his portrayal, but he was hardly in it. If anything, Nick Gordon should have been trying to yank this that movie because they dragged her brother boyfriend. Brother slash um, boyfriend. <laughs> such a problem, guys. No, so, I thought that's what he was. Uh, he was, her brother yeah. boyfriend. So uh, her problem, that's his. So it was interesting. They did not, the movie starts be out. The movie starts out with Whitney's death. Uh-oh. Yes. And it ends with Bobby's death. There is no, there's no Sissy Houston. Bobby there, didn't die? Bobby Christina. Oh BK. <laughs> BK. I'm going to say BK. I was um, like, by the way, they I foresee sh- Bobby dying? <laughs> but there was no, there was no Sissy Houston. There was no cousin Dion and Aunt Ree. It was yeah. literally just, and it showed like a lot of the fights. The only things that I could not, that I had to turn away from, that were of course where the did height they, of where it. Did, was this based on a book? I don't know what the fuck it was based. Because I'm wondering where oh, the, where this came from. Um, <laughs> I think it just came from the headlines. Um, but they had a lot of domestic. Nick Gordon and Bobby Christina were were fighting, oh. physically fighting. So according it, to this, movie. according to this, and it yeah. showed how Bobby Christina really viewed herself. Um, Nick was calling her ugly, and so like you know, like stuff like that, and taking away like they eating buffalo wings. He took her wings and ordered a Caesar salad for her, and all of this stuff. And he Echoing was taking almost what they said about, about about the way that Bobby made Whitney feel. Oh my God! There's this one scene with little Bobby Christina, but Bobby Brown and Whitney in the kitchen. I don't know if they watched Being Bobby Brown. It was down packed. I felt like I was watching Whitney and Bobby uh, in the kitchen. I don't know if I want to um, It shows Whitney, shows Whitney beating Bobby's ass. Uh, she picked up a wooden, wooden spoon. I guess he had just gotten in from cheating. So it's a lot of flashbacks. Oh Demetria God. McKinney is in the flashbacks. Okay. She's not in the actual movie except for the beginning. Because okay. uh, I don't know if this is just for the movie or if, or if this was factual, but there was an argument that took place the day before Whitney passed where Bobby Christina got upset and she got in the bathtub. And she was saying that her That's, mom took her place and all like. Worse. It was, it was, it, let me tell you something. If you missed the Bobby Christina biopic, <laughs> you ain't missed nothing. Like it ain't, it is not must see TV. That is in poor taste. It's not must see TV. But that was, that was essentially my weekend. Okay. I, I was doing a lot of research and, you know, I was, Sounds I was like up it. to things, you know, it was, it was an interesting it weekend. Um, He's Okay. Okay. I will, okay. I will. But what we're not about to do, hold on, Kendall. What we're not about to do. <laughs> what, what? What we are Mind not about to do. <laughs> <laughs> what we are not about to do on this beloved platform is do weekly check-ins on Char's relationship or blooming, whatever. I mean, you plugged him in. I didn't even know that he existed until you said something. But you also ask me every week how he's doing. And you also mentioned okay. me being fly- flown out. So you, you mentioned that. You that brought it up today as we were singing. That was part of the song. Mascara. You know, we have, a, we have a whole hour. <laughs> we have a whole hour to attack Jay since that's what you all like saying on the Twitter. All I'm saying is it's a lie. we are not going to do weekly check-ins on Char and what Char is doing when she's I, not I on the agree. show. Okay? I agree. Okay. Because um, I didn't ask way. you every week. Never. You know what? I'm not going to even go there. I'm not gonna say I'm it. Not, I'm, I'm not, not gonna say I'm gonna no, clamp my tongue. I'm gonna move right along. I, text Quickly, you. I had a great weekend. Um <laughs> Saturday did did you know, errands, ran around the house and um Sunday I went to the Janet Jackson concert. Yes, how where, was Janet? Everybody was there. Janet Mock was there. I know I ran into her. Oh you Janet. did. I did. I ran into Ira Madison. The Ira third, was there. Um and Janet. 
Um, and it was funny because I did, it was Janet passed by. She's me. with Andrew. Yes, but she passed by me alone. But she passed by me in the dark. Mm. Um, and so I I didn't see her. And so Sunny saw her and was like, "Is that Janet Mock?" And so I echoed Sunny and I said, "Is that Janet Mock?" And she came by and she she patted me on the shoulder and she was gonna get. It was a very generic like, "It's a fan, hi." Like, hey, boo. And then the light hit my face and she was like, "Oh, hi, right, <laughs> Charlotte's <Sure as> friend." <laughs> you are. Um, does it matter? Um, so yes, and and she followed me on Twitter the next day. Oh, that's nice. Aww. Um, keep it cute. Yet. Um, so yeah, cute. it was a uh, keep it cute with me. I am cute. Um, so yeah, look, was, Megan McCain. Was we a, don't uh, have time for this. <laughs> <laughs> it, I'm disappointed in that, but um, that was a good weekend. All right. Well, let's hop into the corner. So this week's LGBT corner, it goes to Ianla, not I, um, on um, Fix My Life. So this week's episode of Ianla Fix My Life um, dealt with the topic that often goes unmentioned in the Black community, childhood rape and male survivors. The two-part conversation focused on five men who were victims of childhood um, sex abuse and detailed the physical, mental, and emotional struggles each victim had um, in discussing the trauma he'd experienced in early life. Throughout the episode, Ianla navigated difficult conversations. We got it. Yes, we do. You are really emphasizing that it's because I've been calling her Ianla for the past like since Oprah kicked off the show. Just you. Um, (laughs) She even says, "I'm Ianla Van Zant, and this is." And I miss it every time. I gotta yell at them. I'm not yelling. (laughs) I'm cute. It's not an accent over the eye. Shut it ain't up. gotta be stressed. <laughs> e, <laughs> y'all uh, navigated difficult conversations, um, but specifically about the sexuality and responses of certain family members um, when they discussed the violation that they um, that had occurred. So, actually, this particular episode, I believe, I'm not sure kind of where it was, but I was asked to be on a show a while back. I think this was the one I was supposed to be at. Um, I thought you were doing last year with the house with that- Kevin McCall. Was it that one? Yeah, that's what you said last year. Okay, because it was the house, but that was the same concept of this show. They did it twice. No, no. the house focus. It was just a, a the house was a series of different issues. This is a new episode focusing specifically on abuse, okay. on rape. Okay, but there I, were I there were sure. people who were show. raped in the house that was last year. Last year, yes. Okay, but this episode specifically is focusing I on think male I was rape. Supposed I'm not sure. They contacted me, but I watched it because I, you know, I'm this is a topic that I discuss um, often, and I thought it was really dope that um, Ayan Ianle, see, I messed it up again, is not really my, I guess, cup of tea for therapy, um, but she does good work, and I was happy to see some of the men on there. Just kind of, um, you're being... a liar. <laughs> yeah. That was Are my favorite gay? part of the episode. Are you gay? She called him, said, You're a liar. But it was just great <laughs> to kind of see these men just kind I of be in auntie. the space. And I think my favorite part of the Ashley episode was when they brought in, I guess it was like a producer or something. He was a former producer a former at Harpo Studios. Yeah. And he produced the infamous 
Oprah episode when she had Tyler Perry on and like 200 men who were survivors of sexual assault and Tyler recounted his. Mm-hmm. It was, that was a tough episode yeah. to watch of, yeah. the, of the Oprah show. This was back in like 2011 during season 25. Did you guys watch Tune In at all? Did you? Yeah, you watched. I saw some of your tweets. I watch. I watch Fix My Life every weekend. Yeah, see, I don't usually watch the show, so I yes. tune in this, to this one in particular. Did you watch it, Kendall? Of course not. Oh. <laughs> no, he don't like Iyanla. He don't. He don't be tuning in to Iyanla. I mean, but he could. Tune I can't in. wait he watched till the Kardashians Tamar's on. last week. I um. <laughs> I I don't. I mean, she's not my cup of tea, but it's just not. It's not my usual. View. Yeah, but I say that to say, um, yesterday was World Mental Health Day. Um, and so I think it's very important that we exercise mental health. Um, this is their forum. The show is a forum. Um, part two of the episode actually comes out Saturday, so the day after this episode drops. So if you haven't watched it, watch the first part on Friday. Tune in on Saturday. It's a good episode. And I'm sure they're going to air you them back to back. Yeah. Yeah. And just and for like, reference, World, World Mental Health Day was October 10th. Yes. Yeah, Tuesday. Sorry, yesterday from the day we recorded. We so, record yeah. on Wednesday. Tuesday. So, Saturday. So, Check shout out, out to Iyanla Fix My Life and the OWN Network. Mm-hmm. I thought it was done very uh, very well. It was heartbreaking to hear all of those men's stories because everybody was so different. One of the guys um, was raped twice, once as a child and once as an adult. And he was in the military. Yeah, the military. Um, he had a very so, difficult time. So, it was interesting. And then another one was raped at 14 in the mall. Um, in a mall bathroom, it was it was it was in it was so traumatic. It, <clears throat> and it was it was. He, you can he, tell that they. Yeah, he he could tell that he had a cry in him that he was holding on to that yeah. he missed, just let out. He had to dismiss himself from the room and just. One let of it the out. guys, his older brother, used to make him perform fellatio on him. Mm-hmm. His older brother is dead, by the way. I believe he was murdered. Um, and it was like a form of punishment. It was weird. Yeah, but it's good because I, I think men in particular black men in particular need these spaces to kind of emote because they're not really given an opportunity it's it's always it's always interesting to me like when i go to conferences or anything uh, of the sort like when you get to it's the same thing with television like you're gonna tune in if you want to Mm -hmm. basically this isn't mandated watching so i hope that the people that this could heal or help um got to tune in because own is obviously targeted towards black women. Um, and so, you know, I hope that that this would be a healing for black women too. Cause a lot of people Mm -hmm. like the one guy who was being molested by his older brother, his mom did not believe him. And then when they, when the sister, I guess, cause his sister witnessed it. And when the sister finally was vocal after the brother passed, the mom was just kind of like, well, he, he gone now. He dead now. Still refusing, the, you know. The lady so. maids of the world would, would benefit as well. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go, Shar. All right, so my topic, unless you all have been living under a damn rock, all of Twitter has been talking about this. Tammy Roman even did one of those damn bonnet chronicles on this topic. For the dick. For the dick. <laughs> no, it's really um, Janae Aiko, who is in a relationship. She is not married, not engaged. They are just boyfriend and girlfriend. She just finalized her divorce. Yeah, she was married to Yeah, I know. Else. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. But I'm saying in particular yeah. to Big Sean's yeah. cute ass, they are not engaged or married. And Janae Aiko, in the most random place on the back of her elbow, got a full <laughs> in living color picture of Big Sean's 
face and I thought, on her I body. I thought her elbows are triceps. I thought the so, <laughs> is her damn elbow. When it, when when gravity hits, it's gonna be her elbow. I thought the the picture was a strange choice as well. It's not Why? a good he's picture. Not smiling I don't know. His, it was just, he's in a he's in a tuxedo and it's like. I don't know. It, it was it was I would odd. Like to ask her what made her pick that damn picture. Yeah, it's not First a good of picture. All, I, you all know that I don't believe. Somebody said that it was ghosts from power. Oh, <laughs> well, no. A bad, a recent bad tattoo is Drake's dad got Drake on him, and he looks like a Dominican at a bodega in NYC. It does not look that like. Sounds sexy Aus- to me. Ain't that what Drake looks like? No, the, you need to look at the tattoo. Like <laughs> that sounds hot. This is his son. We're not talking about fucking hot, Jace. Look at see you every week I try not to curse. Anyway, <laughs> so um and you all know that I do not subscribe to the idea of putting your I don't even care if we are married, your name, much less your face in living color on national television. Shout out to Dream Girls. On my body. You see the director's edition is out? Yes. I need to buy it. But that line was from uh when Laurel loves Jimmy. <laughs> and Jimmy <laughs> You pulled out your pants and live in color on national television. But anywho, so I thought that that was insane. Granted, in a perfect world, you know, not to cross any lines, I imagine that Big Sean has some nice sex. I I, I would bet some money on it. Oh, give me a moment. Sean. Anywho. Um, so, you know, you might, maybe I would walk around with a tattoo maybe. of Big Sean from Detroit. However, my question to you all is, it has nothing to do with tattoos. It is, what is the craziest or most unconventional thing that love has made you do? What's the craziest thing you done done? Kendall, you go first. Gladly. <laughs> um, I've spent far too much time and money. Um, that's really... The most because I, I'm way too similar to when we talked about like kind of like that breaking point and like Issa's moment of you know fucking her shit up in her mm-hmm. in her own apartment. Like I just I, I haven't experienced that and I just I'm so rational and like I, not rational, I won't say rational. I think I'm just I overthink so much that I don't even see myself getting to those points. Um like I don't even let people <laughs> drive my car because like it's like I don't want to have to sue a friend. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to have to fuck with a nigga driving around somebody else in my car. Like those type of thoughts. <laughs> so so I've never like I can't say Not like I, I gave him my car and he drove to Arizona with my shit Ooh. with that bitch in his car. Like I I just had a heart palpitation <laughs> at the thought. <laughs> I someone can't. telling you me they saw my man on Fairfax. Yeah, 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 yeah. With someone who's not me <laughs> in the passenger side. <laughs> no, ma'am. Of my ride. <laughs> no. Um, I, I yeah, I really so, but I have, I have spent, um, and I recently disclosed this to a close friend that I was spending money in a recent situation god in a past situation Mm -hmm. um and you know it wasn't something that obviously was public knowledge or even most people in my in my inner circle knew about um because it wasn't something i was proud of um but yeah i I mean i i think i recognized it then and i recognized it you spent money on in one like one sitting or the most extravagant or but because no 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 it wasn't like I was buying gifts like some idiot. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was funding things. He was giving people $15 for Uber. Oh, you were. <laughs> <laughs> the Uber pool? Where are you were going? Were you the Uber pool? 
scoot, the lift line. scoot your chair back up and step back up to the microphone. I'm not playing with you. Kenneth has scoot stepped away from the microphone. Scoot your chair back up and put record. your chair, put the microphone back up to your lips. Where'd you, where are you going? I'm leaving. <laughs> oh, no, come back. Come play. Have another swig of champagne. <laughs> Clearly, you might need to stop having your swig. Why? It's so tasty and grapey. Marie Sharp. Okay. Okay. Um. Yes. So just spending money that things I, were accumulating that, that I could have. Jace wants to know what is the highest. Of course, expen- fucking Jace does. I and what's mean, the highest expenditure? I kind of want to know now too. Like Janae um, got a tattoo. In one, yours was money. What's in one sitting, I paid for a um court ticket. Oh, a court ticket. Like someone got a ticket and needed to go to court. Oh, is like this a, a foreign concept? Well, Ain't you I the did, king of tickets? I am. I have to pay one <laughs> off. To be honest, I'm thinking like courtside. Like about to have I'm like, me cussing up game. in here. <laughs> a, court, <laughs> a court ticket, as if Kendall said something out, just well, outrageous. I'm like, a court, like I'm like, <laughs> what game did you go to? What court? Were you at the front row? That's why it was extravagant. Oh, I said. What made you think of sports when he said that? <laughs> because he's listen, the money. Listen, I, I know courtside tickets okay. are expensive. He didn't say courtside. He said a court. We're the point, but okay. nonetheless, I, I said that it wasn't extravagant in that way. I said right. in one sitting, I spent money on a court ticket like a speeding ticket or like parking type thing right. so you pay the whole thing repo right. i paid for the whole thing okay. kendall's not a half see <laughs> he commits Maybe i, you. <laughs> <laughs> I you thought do? about it a few times what are you doing tomorrow what you doing on friday i hate the both of you kendall today. you're not a half see you're not big on that by the way did you get the 11 dollars that i quick paid you <laughs> for the <laughs> 11 dollars not 10 or 15 no did you get the 11 dollars i did get I, the 11 well why didn't you tell me i would have appreciated some sort of oh, read sorry. receipt you quick, say thank quick you pay is instant I would have appreciated because when I quick paid you, we were drunk. it gave me, aside from that, that's beside the okay. point, it gave me the option of an email address or a phone okay. number. So I didn't know if it was like you, two, if you just yeah. recently switched over something. Fair enough. But so it, I sent it, it to your email address, it, it, but you didn't it, say thanks, auntie. It, it, went, <laughs> it went to my email address, but I didn't see it in my email. I saw it in my account. Okay. Um, but thank you. Yes. And I put the little memo. Yes. Did you like it? Yes. You thought it was cute. Yes. I thought so too. Thank you. So Jace, what about you? Um, worry about your damn self. <laughs> I have an answer. Um, oh, so I haven't paid for any court tickets. Um, Ooh. but one time, actually, I think this was kind of nice. So it was the person I was dating at the time. It was I want to say his thirtieth birthday. That may be incorrect. Um, it was one of the birthdays. He was older than me. So I flew us both out from New York to California, and then he had posted a like a Facebook quiz or something like that, where he said the thing he wanted to do before he died was parasailing. So I surprised him with like a parasailing thing and bringing a Del Rey, and then we did a couple things out in Los Angeles. Then I had booked a hotel in Vegas, so we went to Vegas and did Vegas up and. I invited a couple of my other friends that he had met before because he's from New York. Um, yeah, and that was like a week-long trip that was just on Jace. Then we went back to New York. It was fun. But I think that's really like the only... And so what made it foolish? Because <clears throat> I don't think I foolish got to that Foolish was part of the question? 
No, just oh, craziest thing for love. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, okay. Thing. I guess I was. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I'm foolish. I think the situations I put in are foolish, but I don't think I've ever necessarily like done anything. Well, okay. This is what I'll ask. What? Or maybe, maybe you know. What, what would I know? Well, if you've been friends for a while. Like, if oh. you could pick like something up that I've done. Jace, you've been that's coming like... from my neck all show, so I didn't know what you was asking me. But I was. I guess my question will be: Was it? Why was it cra- crazy? Like my situation was, was crazy the- because I shouldn't have been with this person. What made it crazy for you? Mm, I don't think it was actually crazy. I just think it was just not me. Okay. okay. So I think that was. So like, you not yourself yeah. lately? And you I, and foolish. And I, and I, you don't do this. You've been playing yourself. I was like, what is this slow down? But like, like, I wanted to like you know treat my man, and that was yeah. my boyfriend, and like I. I definitely at the time couldn't afford it. That could, I can say that much because I flew as literally bought two round trip tickets. Yeah, that sounds like from you, New you York. were dropping ducats. Yeah, what kind I of was, job you had? I was doing PR in New York. I was about to say, I know you won serving in New York. No, I no, noticed no, no, one no. that serving job. Well, serving, I made a lot of fucking money. Yeah, not to be doing parasailing and flying niggas across from coast <laughs> to coast. <laughs> You'd be surprised, New York City. Um, um, but I think that was, I think it was the amount of money that I spent and the amount of money I actually had at the time. Because mm-hmm. I was, ain't that it? I was probably like, 24 maybe 23 and so like, i wasn't no like 60 year old man trying to like fly, like but i think that was kind of like the crazy part but i mean i did it and it was fun i had a good time he had a See, good mine time is too. not eventful for one I, i'd like to preface this by saying i've never been in love i've only liked people like liked these men's i've never been so smitten i have yet to meet a man well i have been head over heels for someone liking them but never dating or in a relationship maybe only just like platonic sex every once in a while but the craziest or most unconventional thing that i've ever done is i too um was spending money but not it was more so like me doing dumb stuff like driving to pick you up like oh you're stranded in indiana now i'm crossing state lines from chicago to indiana well chicago and indiana it's not that far um but it 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 can be depending on where you are you know um going to go pick someone up from sherrillville indiana might run me you know what's that car ride look like i'm getting to that it might run me you know um i want to say maybe an hour and a half of my time, things like that. Each way. Each way. Did yeah. he and I'm money? not, no, I didn't ask for gas money. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or playing, I remember it specifically when I was 18, um, I was playing taxi cab and I didn't even realize it. I was mm. like the only one out of my friends. Mm-hmm. This goes with friends January too. January birthdays. Um, the only one out of my friends with a car. And I was dating someone at the time. And I, because I, I enjoyed driving. I like drive. Like driving was not a chore to me. Um, but in hindsight, I was like, Shar. Is it a control thing for you too? It might be. Yeah. <laughs> because I <laughs> no, did break up. I did break up with a guy I was dating because I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, I was with my homegirl um, and we were almost double dating. And the guy that I was dating, we went to North Halstead. Shout out to all my Chicagoans that are listening because it's like the Boys Town area. And I remember mm. he humiliated me because. When we were leaving Lake Michigan, we used to go to Lakefront. That's what we call it. So we were at the Lakefront, and there was a, a another girl like me that asked for a ride. So it was me and my best friend 
front, you know, driver's seat passenger. And in the back was the two boys and the girl like me who was sitting directly behind me. I did not smoke weed at the time, but the guy that I was messing with and this girl, girl <laughs> did. And it was just too much flirtation going on. So we get to North Halstead and Belmont. Um, they all left things in my car, everything from like, fitted caps to Carmex because you know they're thinking that they're riding back with me I got so irritated because they tried to like ditch me and they were all in other people's faces like this is me and my homegirl and my homegirl was like bitch let's go and I was like but I, I was y'all wouldn't have appreciated me at 18 I was so green like I was like but they're stuck like you know but I, I had an attitude and my friend was like, bitch, let's go. So what I did is we went to my car and we got all of their shit out of my car and put it on the curb <gasps> and hit it back to the burbs. Mm -hmm. And there were all these threats. Like, it's, a, it's a long story. But I say all that to say the craziest thing that I've done. And then I'll say, you know what? I'll even venture off and give you all an extra little tidbit for sex. And I've shared this on this show before. So in college, I was doing all different types of stuff. I was practically Spider-Man, X-Men, scaling walls. <laughs> tucking and rolling out of windows because on top of me doing things that I had no business doing, I was also doing, you know, them in secrecy. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. listen to Auntie Shar, y'all listeners. <laughs> what I've learned with these men's is a lot of the times if if they can tell that you like them more than they like you, they will milk that cow until it is dry. Mm -hmm. That's just point blank period. And, and you won't even know. Sometimes Rainy I really letters. I just I don't even know if it's a like if it's really that I like them more than they like me, sort of situation where I'm it's just your personality. Yeah, it's just yeah. me. Like, like it's you said, in, in not some in well, some it's a control thing for you too. Worth time <laughs> with the car thing, but I'm just and saying with most things. And no, let let me speak for <laughs> me. For me, it's not it's not only about control. With the car, it is like I just prefer to drive because I want to be on my own time. You can't tell me I'm not ready to go if it's in my car. Yeah, right. Um, me too. So that's that's my really what it everywhere. is with me. But with other things, it's just like it's it, I'm like that with my friends. I'm like that with my family. Like if I have the money or if I have the time and opportunity, like I'm going to treat. I'm going to to offer. Yeah, I'm going on record. And people... Kendall's not good with halfsies. <laughs> you always make it awkward. <laughs> I do not. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. I'll be like, I'll quick pay you this 50. Oh, don't worry about it. Maybe it's, is it the Shondaland check? And she's just like, oh, don't worry. You can don't worry about it, bitch. What you doing on Friday? Don't Jace. worry about it, bitch. Kendall, hi. I, I'm very appreciative of it, though, but you are not good with. I'm not. Meanwhile, I'm like, okay, sis, I'll be waiting. <laughs> yeah, you know, I ain't tripping. I'll, I'll send but you I, a request. <laughs> But I'm going to send you a little request. I ain't tripping. It ain't, you know. Oh, my. Um, so, yeah, that was fun. Next topic. You ready? Not so fun. It's not so fun. <laughs> right. But necessary. Time to let, wait, let me, let me sit up. Um, so, in the recent week, we have been um, informed, enlightened, and everything else about Harvey Weinstein and uh, his, I mean, at this point, alleged is kind of, Unnecessary. You heard that audio. Um, his inappropriate the, actions yeah. towards multiple, multiple women throughout the industry, Hollywood. That is, um, if you're not familiar, Harvey Weinstein is a at this point legendary producer um, and multimillionaire. In yeah, Hollywood. I'm gonna have to watch what I say on this topic. He is behind. <laughs> um, he is behind everything from Pulp Fiction. 
down to most reality recent, shows. Most recently, the Butler is um not most recently, but recently enough. Um, the Butler he was behind that as well. So, I mean, audio tape accounts and in TV. Um, you know, Tamron Hall's show is in jeopardy now because she had linked with him. With him, wow. And I got an excited. Jay Z was working with him. Jay Z and Beyonce were just at a at a gala when Beyonce was pregnant in and, February. And Malia Obama interned. Sure did. At the Weinstein Group. And he clearly had no uh, uh, boundaries. There was no. No. There was he nobody didn't care was off. If you were. Blythe Danner's daughter, shout out to Gwyneth Paltrow, yeah. or if you were just some regular Joe Schmo off the street. Yeah, nobody was off limits for him, and it's 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 a little disturbing um, because we're we're really every day more people are coming out, and these are some of Hollywood's most Elite. acclaimed. Elite Angelina Jolie from women Meryl to street. men, and not just that not... no black women have come out. <clears throat> I think he has a type that excludes. Um, <laughs> lucky them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, and not only women, men are saying that they were privy to this information mm-hmm. as well from Brad Pitt, um, to Matt Damon, yeah, to to the Affleck. Yeah. So what I really wanted to say, because I'm sure multiple shows are going to talk about this, and it's it's everyday conversation because yeah, I I get deadline alerts on my on uh, to my I'm email so and that name. and it's truly. Every other alert is about this and I'm development. I'm sick of hearing that name, but I'm not going to rush it out of the news cycle because if we can drag Cosby, and I have no bias or ties, Cosby no. didn't raise me in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. Then Harvey has his day in, in the court of public opinion yeah. too. So yeah. drag it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk about it from the angle of power and sexual assault or um, sexual misconduct because. Terry Crews also went on the record mm. to account a moment where a Hollywood executive mm-hmm. um, sexually assaulted him at a party in front of his wife. And, I mean, if we see Terry Crews, Terry Crews, is, I believe he said 6'3". He's huge. He's a he's former a NFL player. Um, and, I mean, Terry Crews, if you're not familiar, he's the father from Everybody Hates Chris. And he's um, a white chick. White chick. And the so guy with he's, the he's a obviously imposing man. And if we were in the age of the original birth of a nation, he'd be seen as an an, uh, an intimidating mm-hmm. beast, alpha male. Um, well, that speaks to the privilege. So, <laughs> do you think you're that entitled? So he to... went and he went on Twitter and and detailed an account of of you know being touched inappropriately in a public setting and not feeling safe enough in his space in Hollywood to say anything and report the executive that touched him. And he noted that his first thought was my career yeah, versus absolutely. I'm going to be in jail. Absolutely. And and absolutely. so often and I'm not saying that this is not right or wrong, but so often we label heterosexual black men as these um homophobic and oh, and yes. and problematic people. You know how that but was going to play out. A big black man attacking right, a but, white but they're also victims. Yes. Right. They're also victims. Yes, and somebody are. who looks and acts and is Terry Crews can be a victim. Yes. Right. And I Anybody think can. so. So I want to talk about it from a power standpoint and where where our heads are on that. I think it's also important to acknowledge before we delve into this topic that Harvey um, is notorious for his horrible temper. He has a horrible temper. And uh, the audio of him with, uh, I believe, uh, it was so many French, German, uh, uh, Spanish actresses. But there's audio that uh, someone obtained from, I want to say, 2015 when the NYPD was doing an investigation Mm -hmm. 
where he is, it makes me so uncomfortable. This woman goes on, like she's saying no, like maybe 12 times. And Mm -hmm. he's, he does this bartering thing. That's so uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. It's so uncomfortable. So, um, yeah, I do believe that. Are we talking Harvey in particular or just in general? I think in general. Okay, like even in the workplace. Now, I've been talking to some of my um, fellow coworkers. I work with a lot of women. Um, there are a lot of men that I work with, but not directly. And I, before you start, Char, I say in general because I think sometimes from a, pay, from a place of privilege, and I say privilege coming from um, you not being the victim. Mm-hmm. We sit back and we look at these situations and we're like, why did it take so long? Like yeah. if he did it to if he did it to Gwyneth no. Paltrow and Angelina Jolie, like why didn't you say something then? And really, what that power means and how yes. it controls Harvey what you ran do, how you react. Hollywood GMA uh, said this morning that Harvey Weinstein has been thanked at the Oscars more than God has, um, oh, wow. from everyone from Meryl Streep to anyone, even his wife. Yes, and because his, yeah, the fashion designer. Multiple people accredit attribute her All-Stars. success and her success not. Not her designs in particular, but, but the, the people yeah. that she's been able to dress because mm-hmm. of his relationships. Right. Of course. Connections. Yeah. Of course. Marquesa, so, by the way. So uh, I believe that, um, like I said, I was talking to some coworkers about this and we were talking. I went around. You all know me. The investigative reporter that I am, naturally nosy. <laughs> and I said, you know, if you don't mind me asking, have you ever been a victim of um, anything like this in the workplace? And fortunately, most of them said no. Um, most of us, when I say us, I'm speaking for where, where I currently work. We've worked under women, and that's not saying that women can't do it to other women. But for the most part, it's just a safe space. Um, I have not been, you know, exposed to anything, anything like that, but I have extended family that have, that have stories. And I believe that for the most part, it has nothing to do with the sex it's literally about control. The control and the power. It's Absolutely. all about control Absolutely. and power. And it's and it and it'll be interesting to see how this plays out with Harvey being a white man in particular. Um Wendy said today that she believes that he will eventually be redeemed. Um, because he's a white man and the world was made for white that's what she literally said, uh, for white men. So there's room for redemption there. I don't know how this is gonna play out. Okay. There was an alleged suicide attempt today. Um, alleged TMZ reported that his daughter called that like they got into an argument and his daughter uh, he told his daughter you're I'm making it worse. I'm shrugging really hard right now, guys. You're what? Shrugging. shrugging. Oh. Um. So things like that, and he's working. You know, getting all this help. Well, did you and- did you uh did prior to him being removed from his company? Um, you talking about Lisa Bloom? Is that what you about to talk about? No. <laughs> uh, you saw his his desperate letter to quoting Jay Z. <laughs> don't bring don't bring my brother in law into this. <laughs> brother-in-law um, <laughs> i said what i said uh, we know congratulations happy birthday <laughs> um uh, i think but but char before before okay, we do, yeah what how if this situation if this was a situation that you were placed in could you imagine yourself protecting the abuser before your career See, this is one of those things where I feel like, and I'm going to be totally transparent, I feel like I'd sit on this damn show and say one thing. I feel like you don't know how you're going to react until you're in that situation because it's such a individual experience. Um, 
if I'm being totally honest, judgment, matter of fact, I don't care if you all judge me. If I'm being completely honest, I want this thing so bad. And when I say this thing, I mean my career, my television career, that I might be willing to do that. Okay. Going on record saying that. Very, very, very. I might. And when I say, let me be crystal clear, (laughs) when I say might be willing to do that, I do not mean getting on my knees or laying on my back. What I mean is, as far as Kendall's question posed as quote unquote protecting the abuser, because that is what these women did. The only woman that did not quote unquote, well, she, she ate, she was, uh, she uh, aided in protecting him was Angelina Jolie. She says that that's something he came on to her when she was a teen and she never worked with him again, yeah. but she also never said yeah. anything. What if Ashley Tisdale, told Brad, Pitt, Brad Pitt, who was her boyfriend at the and time. And Harvey then approached her and made her promise not to say anything else. Ashley <laughs> Tisdale most recently came out because she's starring in Scream 5. I didn't even know that was a thing. And that's a Weinstein production. She said that she only spoke with him on the phone. She never met with him in person, but she was told to never be alone with him. Right. And so I don't know if that contributes to it, but I just, I, 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 it's, a, it's a huge price to pay. And I cannot imagine, because I've been riding this wave, I have dedicated the last... 15 years of my life to trying to get a steady check from television. And I could not imagine being here, Los Angeles, this coastal big city and instantly be, I don't know if I'm willing to be a martyr for that. Right. Because essentially, essentially, I don't know if I'm willing to be a martyr for that. The women that be the Janet Hubert for that. And the Monique for that. Right. 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 I'm just well, saying I don't we, know if I'm willing if to do we that. Look at, if we look at the Cosby situation, there were there for the past 30 years, 40 years, women have been coming forward, mm-hmm. and who we can't. It's a fallacy to really look back and say where their careers could have gone if they hadn't done that. Mm-hmm. But we don't know. And right. even you know they sat on this story. It, it said I, when I was watching the View this morning, they said you know Lisa Bloom ended up dropping. I don't know if you all checked out Good Morning America on Friday, but George Stephanopoulos, I've never seen him act that way. He had his foot on Lisa Bloom's neck. He's had it a couple times with with, 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 with Kellyanne Conway. Conway. <laughs> but no, it's, this was like I stopped brushing my teeth because George was not playing with Lisa Bloom because he just can imagine. You know, how she's sometimes defending. Sometimes George sits up <laughs> no. when he gets a, a when topic George is ready, that he can dig into. When George because is ready, when he's ready. He's looking to his right and he sees the unqualified Michael Strahan sitting next to him. Eh. And then he looks to his left and sees the Michael. the fluffy... Unqualified, though. He's uh, not a journalist. Uh, 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 Laura Spencer. Lara Spencer. Yeah. yeah. For, for pop culture news. <laughs> yeah. Robin's absent, you know. George Stephanopoulos. Stephanopoulos Former White House from, press secretary. Coming from the Clinton administration. <laughs> I'm sure he's like, let me well, have a moment. So yeah, that that I forgot where I was going with this. Sorry. But he had his foot on her neck, and then she dropped the next day. Yeah. You know, her mom. If in case you all were the keeping legendary up, Gloria Allred was like, listen, I'm not playing this game, and even if my daughter is opposing counsel, I'm 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 taking her to the to the court. Aaliyah, but, as a as a female lawyer, do you look to do you look to Gloria Allred as any sort of role model? That was a heavy sigh. That was the heaviest of sighs. Would you look to Gloria or Johnny Cochran first? Oh, they both scandalous. Okay. 
Okay, so what I'm saying, what I'm she going with this is uh, the view said this morning, <laughs> this is Wednesday morning, that basically uh, when the investigation was conducted, when the, the young lady, the actress, got the audio of Harvey coming on to her and admitting groping her breast, um, they went to the DA and the DA did not prosecute him. Now, Sonny Hostin went off and said that she has, she's never lost a case when it came to the rape and she has prosecuted people with less evidence than what they had for this. But it turns out that Harvey Weinstein's attorney or people donated like $10,000 to the New York DA's like reelection type thing. Mm. And same with the Lisa Bloom. Lisa Bloom was defending him initially, but it turns out she had some book to movie in the works with the mm -hmm. Weinstein company. Mm -hmm. So it's all money politics tied up. Lindsay Lohan has came out and defended this man. Lilo? Donna Karen. Can't, uh, everybody uh. canceled. Like, yeah. so, yeah. so I feel like hard. that, I feel like, like I said, that has never, uh, there are things that have happened to me in Hollywood non-sexually related but as far as people trying to silence me that i have purposely and strategically remained silent on until i feel that the time is right until i have my purple chair until i have my book deal and i'm airing all of it out yeah. but there are there are certainly things that have happened non-sexually related but still abuse yeah. and censorship um in this crappy town in this shitty industry um that that have happened and i've heard things we've we i've I'd venture to say everyone uh, at this table yeah. have heard things certainly about have. certain people certainly in the have. industry and right. how they get down with certainly the get down have. jace um so it's funny because as you're talking i'm thinking about experiences that i've had personally and when i was about i want to say 19 years old um, I was kind of given a lot of opportunity in the modeling industry. Um, I had a lot of connections, da, 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 and it didn't. And at that time, I was also battling my sexuality. Um, so if I wanted a um, photographer to shoot me, who's also shooting Ralph Lauren, it was a phone call away. And so I had those type of connections when I was very, so very, you very Nigel young. Nigel Barker. Right, <laughs> right. So I had a lot of connections at a very, very young age. Um, and there was a lot of situations that I was put in at the, maybe I was, actually, I, I remember exactly. It was, yeah, I was turning 20. So I was 19, turning 20. Um, and I remember my coach telling me, rest in peace, um, that you need to be ready for this industry because... I'm not going to say that way he told me what I was, but he's, he was basically saying that people are going to come on to you. People are a very high um, executive position um, are going to come on to you. And mm -hmm. you need to be prepared for that. I'm going to let you know that as your mentor. And for me, being young and 19, I was like, well, I'm here for a job. I want to do a photo shoot. I want to rock the runway. That's, that's what I'm here for. And he's telling me, like, no, like, people are going to come on to it you. It comes with a price. Right. It comes with a price. And, and it's funny because I saw a lot of my peers are in that same group of people, their career take off. And Where I'm, are they now? Are they still taking off? Some. That's some rare. Are not. That's rare. When some you lay on your not. back or get on your knees for opportunity that yeah, you, some that some you are not. stay and, afloat. And it's, and it's crazy because. These are the ones that we're aware of. Yeah, but I, I kind of I know because I was on the overall, on, I was in the backstage watching what they were doing and knowing what they were doing to get to that place. And I'm just like, and I don't judge. Like, I don't judge at all. If you want to fuck for a paycheck, 
Like, if you want to do this, make fun. Like, I by judge. all means. I judge. I don't judge at all. I'm um, with Kendall, whore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on, on that one, yes, you earn your bones. I am not laying on my back to get a seat on the reel. Are you kidding me? No, absolutely not. If no. you can make the decision to use your body huh? to make a decision. She don't. <laughs> we're not breaking any news tonight. Um, <laughs> but if you want to <laughs> do whatever you got to do to get your coin in your check, I don't judge you. And this is why we can't have alcohol on the show. I'm fine. I'm sober. Thanks. Continue. Can the ones are wrap great. it up, Dan? Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I'm saying, like, but as far as the power goes, I I could I could um, identify that the people I dealt with it came on to me sexually at a young, fragile, 19 years old. They didn't know what, what they wanted to do with their sexuality. Yeah. I knew that they Were they did people it. of power? Yeah, they were. And it was a thing where I could recognize at an older age that they felt comfortable doing that because of their status. Well, it's a predatory thing. They know who to... Like, Harvey wasn't asking every woman. It's a predatory thing. He probably studied behavior. He, uh, on GMA, there were two actresses, I forget their names, but it was like the same, like he was inviting people to screenings and then you show up at the screening and it's just you and him. And then he, it's a barter thing like, oh, I just need to run up to my room or it's a film festival and everyone knows at film festivals, hotel rooms double as offices. That's just what it is. Everybody's in town. And he'd invite you up. Because people come to LA to make Go in that bathroom, come out and... You know, come out and come yes, and people will take it. advantage people will of you. Do whatever they want They'll to sleep do with to you. make it. So let's say but this: it's, just like, it's like a double, like a double. Just because like, you get on your knees or lay on your back, don't mean you you inking no deal. Now what? Very true. But people have gotten their back and their knees to ink deals and made it. So it's just like I can't sit there and be like, Kimberly oh, did. you made the wrong decision because you made no. that choice. But they felt people of that stature feel comfortable even saying that because of who they are and what they could offer. Because of the position, um, I think that's kind of where the, like the producer. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I, I Terry Crews, do you want a job or not? Do you want a career or not? Well, that's not what he said, and I just think that's but that, that is disgusting. That is vile. Is, but the reason why he didn't do it come forward is because of his career. That's the first thing. He well, said. yes, and yes. I have friends to like. I have a very wealthy, famous friend who dealt with police brutality. And she's not going to say a damn thing. What does the police have to do with her career? Because she didn't want to be navigate her career. To Is be she known black? As, yeah, she's a black woman. Okay. And she didn't want to. She dealt with something with police where the police pulled her over to something very inappropriate. And like rude. in Crash. What happened with Thandie Correct. Newton? Correct. Mm-hmm. And because of her career, she kept things under the radar. Or okay. off the radar. Whatever the phrase is. Because so, like, it's easy I, to be branded as that yeah, and, and, and things and like I, that. And I understand that. We all edit and omit things from, from right. you got to pick and choose. I understand that. Yeah, I, I, I completely understand it. I, I, it's hard for me to wrap my brain around it, my brain around it um, being me in the position. Um, but I, I am not here to judge anyone who... Oh? They just call them whores. Well, I'll let you finish, sorry. Excuse me, Kendall, I'll let you finish. I'm I not apologize. here to judge anyone who um, felt silenced or felt the need to protect their career. Yeah. Um, whether they And their strength in numbers. Yeah. It's and, a snowball effect. And, yeah, and, you see Homegirl Meredith is coming out. 
okay. Yeah. Angelina, yeah. all the girls are speaking out. Okay. So, that has to, it like that has to do with, you know, people feeling comfortable with coming like, oh, that happened to you too. Like, okay, I, I don't yeah. feel alone. And so that gets people like well, there have the been times there have been times where people vocal. have I felt like I had to second guess things like, okay, that hug was a little low and I got a kiss on the cheek. That was a little weird. Um, I think things like, a, that, like, you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I was just greeting you saying hello or goodbye and, and, and things of that nature. But, um, it's, 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 I, I, I don't even know where to go with this other than acknowledging that it's, I believe that it's strictly about power and people, um, these predators scope out their prey and Harvey knew it, it is interesting to How note that Harvey done? said in his follow-up statement that he never held anybody who turned him down. He never held that against them. Like you still got the role. You still got the, the project. That's what he's claiming. Mm. Okay. I think it's it depends on how you went about turning him down. Yeah. I mean, well, he could be lying, I but I'm just saying true. that he. I think, he that, noted that. I think as a as from out from my perspective, I can't speak for you, Jace, but I think as a, as a gay man, I think it's it's and maybe not even in the workplace, but I think people, gay men of a certain age, older, that is, um, can be a a bit too um, a bit inappropriate. And it's it's just taken in in likening and um, lightly, and I think that that's something that we really need to pay attention to. Um, and I and I don't like to be melodramatic about it. I don't think I've no, it's real. I don't yeah, think you're being I melodramatic. Think, I, and it has real. not happened in the workplace for me. But I think that there's a level of comfort that people feel when they identify with a certain intersection mm-hmm. that you do. Oh, absolutely. I've had gay men sexually assault me plenty of times. And I think that that's, that's where... <laughs> We're keeping it real. And, and it doesn't have to be in the workplace because I believe in keeping a workplace decorum at all times. The um, bar. With, but at the bar, right. in, in a friendship, there's a level of personal space and respect that every human being should be granted. Mm-hmm. And unless they give you permission, um, whether that be body language or or verbal, it's inappropriate. I was at and, um, Drinks with a Colleague last night, and the guy next to me asked, was like, oh, well, how do you guys know each other? I'm like, oh, you know, we're colleagues. And he's like, oh. Uh, and I'm saying, like, you were sucking his dick. You're, he's doing a, a gesture. A gesture. Like, oh, we're, we're, and I was see, like, I don't even everybody. like. I met you three seconds ago. Why do you feel comfortable asking me if we're sucking each other's dick within yeah. the first three yeah. seconds? And because we're in a gay bar, that's why he felt comfortable. And that's a whole other can of worms. Hello. The whole uh, culture of yeah, that's exactly what it is. Of it, it it's, the, the, it's the, a lot. The locker room talk of the gay world. Yes, <laughs> I feel a lot of ownership a lot of the times. Like you do locker not own me. You don't even know world. me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have been very vocal about that. Is why one of the reasons why I loathe West Hollywood. Why I hate. I started out loving West. Like West Hollywood was so cute to me and going to little rage on Sundays and Mickey's and all of it. Mm-mm. I got one too many too many gropes. I was uncomfortable. I did not appreciate it. I don't know you. It's not it's not okay. Uh-huh. It's just bottom line, it's not okay. And y'all know how quickly I can become irritable. We know. We know. We are well aware. Jace, you have something lighter you want to share? <laughs> <laughs> so this week, my topic, we are gonna talk about monies. Um, so I was watching I was one of those court daytime TV shows the other day, and 
divorce court. They're so distinctly different. Uh, are they? They they really are. Oh. Those hosts are very different. Are we talking Marilyn Min- Million, Judge Mathis, divorce Joe court. Brown, Judy, Maybelline Ephraim, Heist, yeah, Judge Maybelline. Judith, uh, was it Shanklin? Yes. It Is was a was divorce name? court. Okay. I don't, I don't know who's. I don't keep up anymore. It's a new one. Anymore. It ain't Maybelline. She's really no pretty. Um, Tolliver. Lynn, Lynn Toller. Yeah. Is that her? To- Lynn, Lynn Toller. It's not Tolliver. Okay. It's Lynn Toller. Shout out to Lynn. Um, <laughs> so basically, one of the court cases that were taking place, the girl uh, was a lesbian couple, and one of the girls was pretty much living off of her family's money. And she was like, well, my grandma told me to find somebody who could support me. And if I'm 40 years old, I know that my daddy's still going to pass me checks because he has money. Okay. Um, so she needs to be supported on top of. She's basically looking for someone who, whether her family or her significant other, male or female, to support her. Oh. Wife. Either okay. way, she's going to be fine, though, if dad's giving her checks. Correct. With her family's money. Correct. Okay. Um, so my question to you guys is, would you guys feel comfortable dating someone and it, it may not even be like trust fund baby level, but knowing that they're taken care of financially for the rest of their life. Yes and no. Without having to without, traditionally work. They you, can work, but it's an option. Yes if and no. If they don't want to work, they don't have to. Okay. Yes and no for me. Yes and no? Why mm-hmm. yes, why no? Um, yes, because I don't care as long as the bills are paid like i don't care where you're getting your money from as long as it's not anything illegal or stepping out on me bringing fleas back into the bed mm. or, or or drugging or anything um if you're getting checks from from dad and mom and it's a consistent basis and the mortgage is paid and the lights are on and the ac like i don't care but on top of that i also need some sort of drive i can't mm-hmm. be with someone ambition moping around like it would Oh my God, I'm about to start itching. The thought of coming home from work and you in your pajamas. Like, you know, and then what else are you doing? Am I coming home to a meal or are you like, like, it's so, it, it's that aspect that's the no for me. I need some type of, what are you doing? Did you take up pottery? Like, what are, <laughs> what are you doing? Ceramics. Are you, did you, am I coming home to a, a, a brand new BMW in the driveway with a bow and a just because, baby, here you go, because I'm bored and I have all this money at my, at my, you know, this leisure sense, to yeah. just throw out. Um, so that's why it's the yes and no for me. I can't take, I don't care how much money you have, I can't take, a moper, like a, a, a moping around. Um, but on top of that, I don't, I, like I said, as long as it's not anything illegal or you cheating on me or, you know, you shooting up or anything crazy, if you're getting a check from mom and dad at 40 and the bills are paid and I can still live comfortably, I don't care. Okay. It's a no for me. It's a no for you. I figured um, that from knowing you. It's it's a no for me just because, I, like, I, you have to be employable. <laughs> you do need Christ. to be employable. <laughs> an employable name. Um, but oh my god. But Clevis? to me, it goes along the lines of what Shar is talking about in terms of ambition and, and doing something with your idle time. But it would have to be more than a than a hobby for me. And I think that that essentially at our at our core, um I, I like I don't know an amount of money. I don't think I would I would keep I would work in the same way that I work now if I had that sort of financial security. I certainly But I think that not. I would still work in some capacity because mm-hmm. I what the Volunteer. hell would I do? 
And and so and I think that I'm smart and I that have something to contribute to the world. Mm. So Ooh, for me, it's yes. like, what on earth are you doing? And what I, if they're I just, working for public access I, TV, PBS? Like, I couldn't be comfortable with somebody who was just taking up tennis. Um, and and decide and like the bills are paid, but you have you're you're not idle. Like you're doing things. No, I really because and it, it comes back to to like a, a a compatibility thing for me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not an education snob, but people that haven't gone to school when I was in school couldn't understand my my schedule or couldn't understand what mm-hmm. I was going through. You want Same somebody thing. you can vent to, and they actually and and, and care and understand. Like and, and it does, bounce we don't off have of that to, and be like my boss, my right, coworker. We don't have to mirror. Our, our responsibilities in our day to day, but I think that there there's a certain level of privilege that comes with money, and if I know and, and you're not throwing that back in my face, you're not going to throw the money in my face. I just think that there's certain oh, things. Oh, like I'm paying for this, so you yeah, shut the fuck there, up. There's certain things. I wish somebody would, but I would not be as focused on paying. The, like if I knew I mean, that I didn't so have, it would be so nice for me not to care if about. If was to getting eight thousand dollars a so month nice. from a mom and dad and living with me, you can absolutely. If you yeah. get eight thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars is not enough for you not to work. For me, if if you get eight thousand dollars a month, and and we living together, <laughs> I mean, eight, you don't have to. You don't have to work the way my rent set up. You don't. As long as I get to keep my money. Mm-hmm. If that's the case. If you paying all my bills, then move Star. on. Ease on down the I'm road, not looking, boo. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not looking to be taken care of by anyone. Me either. But I'm saying if, take care of me. if we're in a partnership. Shut and up, Jace. <laughs> if we're in a partnership and you have access to unlimited funds. That's about to be six figures a year, untaxed. We're in. Listen. And you have access to. I'm not looking to be taken care of either. But if it's there. Then it's I'm not saying and like I said, I want to emphasize that I'm not interested in a moper. I don't want to come home and you your you know, your scrotum is stuck to your leg because you haven't showered all day oh. um, and oh. you're in pajama pants just, and you haven't brushed your teeth. Green. The thing I, um, I, I want money like and I want both of us to be extremely successful and financially stable. If but I think there's a certain you. level of of drive and work that goes into getting that money that that makes you keep okay well that's keep that twenty thousand dollars a month and they don't have to have no work no, no. drive they're going they, i don't they believe you put, i don't believe you they want to play tennis <laughs> i do not believe they want to play tennis work out and be your baby no. and they cute and please. they're fine as hell please tiger ain't got no job <laughs> <laughs> so so you wouldn't talk to Tiger. So Tiger, Tiger is a platinum selling rapper. Lie again. Tiger is a platinum okay, selling rapper. And I did not no say job. that I want to marry the man. I didn't I, I didn't say that. I'm just well, saying I just I, I want to be in a relationship with oh? him. So if Tiger was like, Kendall be my boyfriend, you'd be like, nah, I'm straight. You, you gotta clock in. I don't know him. You gotta clock in <laughs> first, boo. I don't know him. Okay. And I, I said in a tr- he works. He doesn't work in a traditional How, sense. What he do? He's a rapper. Is he? How do we know him? Is he? <laughs> I know him from being Kylie's boyfriend. That's your problem. That ain't my problem. That's something you need what's to take What's one of up. his songs? That, that's something you need to no, take tell up me. with your knowledge of pop culture, <laughs> tell, not what's, me. What's one of his songs Wait, I that I would know? Hold on. I want to oh, know. I want to know, too. We should probably move on to Jace's. No, I want to Jace know. answering his question. What's one of his songs that I would know? Name a Tyga song that I would know. I was introduced to Tyga with the... Um, with the coconut and and lim- what, what, do you remember the song? Liz? Put the lime in the coconut and mix it up. Yes. What was that? Two thousand eleven. That was no. That was before I went to high school. I mean, to college. So that was in high school. That what, was two thousand. When did you graduate seven. high school? I graduated in ten. Okay. Ten. So here we are, a decade later. Now what? 
Not a decade since I graduated. Damn near. You said <laughs> eight, ten. We're in seven. Eight years ago. Okay. Um, but now what? What's a What's a Tiger song that I would know other than something oh, that's a decade old? Rack City Shar. That, oh, that he's the Rack City boy. Rack City that's bitch, him. Rack, rack City. Bitch. Rack, Rack, Rack City. That's him. Uh-huh. That's Tiger. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> Tiger. Okay. That's well, a question so, Wendy would ask too. I I learned something tonight. <laughs> Work. Two snaps. <laughs> Um, yeah, you, I mean, you don't have to believe me, but it's not that I believe you. You got to hear that. I never said that I didn't believe you. You said you don't believe me. You said that you don't believe that I would not. I believe that if you met a cute boy, uh, if you met a cute boy that that under the the circumstances that Jace laid out, I don't believe that you'd be like. $20,000 and he wants to play tennis Because I know you. Just because you got money? Because I know you. And you cute. He's not sitting on his ass all day. He's active. Because if we looking at you talking about you know me, my track record hasn't proven money. Very I know true. that. Cheers to that. So Where let's be paying court tickets. Where your cup? Cheers to that. <laughs> Kendall, I adore you. Move on. When's my date? Um. So me ain't happening. Absolutely, I know. Absolutely, me and Kendall. We already went to tacos. Kendall and I. Ken- <laughs> the name of the episode is called Kendall and I. <laughs> Kendall and I. Um, no, I definitely would. If you're making 20 G's a month and you want to play tennis and like y'all sound vapid. Wow, really, Cleophis? <laughs> Keep going, if Jace. I was making, I mean, for me personally, if I like Kimberly, like Kimberly, what makes sense? What sound vapid like her, like you? Kimberly you mean like Kendall, works. like Kendall Wright, no. who won't date someone named Otis? Go ahead, Jay. That's a preference. Kimberly's employed. And so is this. Um, no, I absolutely would in a heartbeat. Because if you have like a source of income, then I, I I agree with both of you guys saying like you have to have some some type of drive of ambition, but that drive could translate to a what hobby. If he's that a you charitable love. man. Yeah. Or he or he likes to volunteer. Like if you have a passion for something. Right, what if he's on Skid Row volunteering every right. day? <laughs> and you're making twenty G's a month because you're then a trust. you're doing something impactful with your time and your life. But he's living off of his parents' money. That's or his I did I don't money. have a problem with how you're getting the Uh-oh. money. I don't you said no. <laughs> That That's not question. what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you don't have something behind that that you want to do with the money, oh, so we agree. So yes we're agreeing. Yeah, so you're a yes we're and agreeing. no then. Okay. Yeah. Mine's a yes. Don't like you said. I don't want no gangrene on your testicles. Um, no, we don't. Yes, we do. Yeah, we do. Agree. We don't want a moper, yeah. and we don't mind if they're at Skid Row feeding the homeless into every day. Else that not, that's not necessarily monetary. Start a foundation. Right. Start. A I movement. totally agree. Yeah. But if your ambition does you not started this like, off saying that he can take up a hobby and go play tennis. We've right. evolved into you going to skate row. You brought no, up tennis. he brought up tennis. You brought no, up you tennis? brought up tennis first, and I piggybacked on that. Okay, I know Chardon bring up tennis because I'm damn help tennis. But, okay, but a hobby could be feeding the homeless. That could be. Yeah, that's right. That so I'm be. I'm just saying like if if your check if your income is coming from something that's not necessarily traditionally like working in the workplace and you have some type of drive or ambition But or I need you to have a plan something. for in the event cuz typically if money is coming from mom and dad that means a certain level some of control limited amount. So in the event that mom and dad decide, you know what? No. Not you, you no. didn't go to law school now. You need to have a backup. Yeah. And a skill. And a skill. And a skill. Absolutely. A trade. 
And that is why, you know what, I agree with Kendall because you have to stay active. Because let's say you go 15 years on mom and dad's money and you're not flexing the law degree. You can't just jump into. Don't know how to use the computer. Right. You can't. Things advance (laughs) and progress. So what's your resume looking like with the 15 year gap? I'm going to work every day. Like. There's nothing we have. But seriously, what is your resume going to look like with a 15 year gap? Because you, you know. And I'm not helping judge it up. Yes, you I'll help judge it up, bae. (laughs) But this may be the beginning of the end because Char got a short (laughs) few. Go ahead and shout somebody out. My shout out this week goes to Dandy of Dutel Podcast. Um, so I had the honor of being on the first Dutel Live this past Friday in Riverside, California. My I wasn't born there, but I was raised there. Um, and it was a really dub show. So if you guys are on Twitter, make sure you guys follow Dutel Podcast. It was just actually a really dub show. I was on there with um, two uh, poets. One was from uh, New Orleans. The other one was from London, actually. She lives in L.A. now. Um, and then also Gabriel Maldonado, who we all know from the... He's been a Kiss and Tell family forever, since the beginning. And, yeah. So, I just want to shout out. Congratulations on your first um, show. It was a very big success. It was very very well organized. Um, I love my dandy shirt. I made it into like a little crop top action. I noticed. Yeah. That's an awesome name. Dandy, isn't it, it cute? It's is very cute. I wore it at um, downtown LA Proud and got so much attention. What's Proud? It's like the Pride. thing at Pershing Square. Mm-hmm. Sharp. Must you be little? I went to support. I didn't Michelle be. I Michaels, asked a question. And I went Told and I had a blast. A lot. But I, <laughs> I got like, Ayo, Dandy. I'm like, that is not my name. That's what my shirt says. But fair enough, Jace. Yeah, but it's <laughs> it's cute though. Anyway, shout out to um, Dandy. Congratulations on your first successful show. Um, the next one will be in New York in March. So, yeah. Awesome. And they've been great supporters of Kiss and Tell. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shout out Dude. to them. Sorry for the F word. We're grown. Mm-hmm. You're about to be 30. Well, me and Char. Kendall Shut just turned 25. Up. He's older than Cardi B. And I act <laughs> that way. Do you? <clears throat> Um, but anyhow, <laughs> that tacky behavior but that she anywho, displayed in that nail shop. Thank you all for listening. Thank you all for joining us for another episode. Thanks for the interactions. You guys have been very, very truly active last on social week media. was one of my favorite weeks to I've be a part of. I've been having a lot of, of fun with you all on the Twitter. Anything. I like, got a tweet it was, from Africa. It means it means a lot. Yeah. And I like the DMs too. I get DM'd more than I get. Mm-hmm. I get DM'd. They be talking personal. about your daughter. I know. Huh? I know. Yeah, they be lighting your ass up. <laughs> That's fine. I'd be like, leave DM me if you have something to say to me <laughs> at Jace Barron. I don't. I don't really. You know, I don't really get the name. I got a lot about Tyga. I was joking. By oh way. my goodness, uh, I got yeah. so much flack. <laughs> I think about that shocked Tyga. everyone. What? Yeah, I got text messages. Yeah. What's Tyga's uh, government name? Doesn't matter. It Do does. Know? I bet it's some like Cleophis. Let I me look this is. up. I actually think it is though. I bet is you it's some. Um, that's gonna be the conundrum. That's gonna be the clusterfuck <laughs> in this situation. <laughs> Let me see what this. Shout uh, out to Brittany. Shout out to Derek, who was our brunch at uh, Darren's brunch this weekend. What about him? Ronnie. He commented on the podcast. He, oh. he, he likes it. Who? Ronnie and Derek. Derek Chase. Oh no, his I name wasn't was trying to be rude. I just didn't like what they say. His name is Michael. No, I wasn't. I it was just saying that. Like a good, respectable, employable name. Actually, his name is Michael Ray. That's fine. Mine is Jamal. 
but it's hey jamal never mind um r-e-r-a-e no not lisa ray not (laughs) isa ray um but yeah so thank you all for joining us and we have some exciting things in the work i know we've been teasing that for a few months but we gonna um, keep teasing it till we're ready to announce it you'll see a flyer somewhere don't worry you will see it all right well until next week friends bye Keep subscribing. Keep sharing. Keep thank rating. You. Thank, and you, thank, keep you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hashtagging Gail. All right. Bye. And thank you.